Hey guys, this is Daniel. So today on our show we have Sean Ford, a great comic artist. He's originally from Kentucky, um, spent some time in New York, spent some time in Vermont to hone his comic craft, so to speak. Uh, he's the creator of Only Skin, stories from the solo apocalypse, as well as Shadow Hills comic series. They're really, really interesting. Um, great spooky horror type um, comics. The Only Skin is a standalone graphic novel and the Shadow Hills are a comic series. Um, we talk further with him about his creation methods and how he works and his thought processes, influences on the comics, um, different the characters and different things that happen, happen and events in the comics. Uh, and I really want to preface it with talking about the comic just briefly because, you know, giving you a sense of what it was. It is a horror comic, but not your typical horror comic. The story follows two children, recently orphaned, who then go back to their town. And it's this very small, desolate town. And, you know... They have to deal with this trauma of losing a parent, and then they have to deal with this trauma and shock, kind of like a culture shock of going to back to this place, and it's a, this very different small town area. And they also have some spooky, weird, mysterious happenings, and it adds to the, the mood, and the art adds to the mood, and it definitely works really well in the favor of this creating this type of eeriness and this type of mysteriousness and it's definitely not your typical horror I, I keep saying that because it's not like gory it's not like this classic horror that we often associate with that word and I wanted to give you that background before we launched into the interview one other good thing is if you go to his website onlyskincomics.com you can actually read the first portion of Only Skin, and you can read some of the Shadow Hills as well on there. Full color for Shadow Hills. We talk about how Only Skin is in black and white. So if you wanted to follow along, please do. By all means, please do go to the website, check it out, see how awesome it is, see what I'm talking about, what we're talking about. And enjoy. I really hope you enjoy our conversation. One other thing before we get started. <laughs> uh, my apologies for the audio quality of the interview. Uh, I had a microphone all set up and everything was going to be good. And then in that microphone decided to die and not work. So I had to use my laptop microphone, which is uh, less than reliable. So please take that with a grain of salt. I have a brand new microphone now and anything in the future is going to be much better but if you hear some you know feedback or less than ideal audio <laughs> i'm working on it please it's a work in progress so um but let me know what you think let me know if there's any comments you have let me know if there's you know any guest or any other person you want me to interview by all means, that'd be great. Uh, and I will see you at the end for some ending notes. And enjoy, please. Thank you. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks for uh, allowing me to talk to you. Sure. Yeah, no problem. I see you're doing some stuff there. Yeah. It's, um, I can, that's like sort of my drawing setup there. I don't know if you can see it too well. That's my drawing. Looks good. Looks, looks comfortable. <laughs> Actually, I just got this drawing table. It's really awesome. I, I, it's been a few years since I had like a real drawing table. Um, I had this weird thing that I made. Uh, I, I like to draw on an angle um, and... Uh, I, yeah, it's so. It, I just got this at like at this weird tag sale, and it's it's really nice. Um, so I'm happy. No, it looks cool. I, yeah, it looks like really profesh. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- it was from, it was like some architect dude was having like I guess it was an estate sale actually. So I might have a haunted drawing table. Nice, sounds cool. Could add to the hauntedness of the comics. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't complain. No. <laughs> okay. I wanted to kind of guess I can uh, start with um the 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 comics that you do right now um um are they all all in the same realm are they all like the slow apocalypse are all the works that you are they all in the same universe yeah I, mean, I guess like I've done you know I've done a few anthology pieces mm-hmm. over the years where I guess I've tried like a little bit of a different tone but I, I mean I guess yeah I mean I guess I I feel like I sort of I'm trying to like work on on this one style that I you know I feel like I'm getting closer but it's not not 100% there yet but um it's like I I am I do feel like I'm working in this like trying to capture this one style that I'm going for and uh and get better at that I guess try sort of try to master that like and I don't know if you meant like in terms of like actual being in the same universe but I sort of have this vision in my head that um mm-hmm. The world of only skin and shadow hills are in the same actual universe, like storytelling universe. I had a panel at one point in Shadow Hills where it was like a, a newspaper headline, which sort of referenced the plot, the events of only skin. But I thought that was like a little too cheesy. But like in my um, in my head, they're definitely like in the same universe. Um, there's I, I saw this. I think like uh, Quentin Tarantino, basically, like there's like some complicated web you can make where all his movies actually happen in the same world. Oh no, really? Characters from like different time periods are, are related. He never explicitly says, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, uh, he just wants everyone to have this weird conspiracy around him, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it pro- probably for yeah, for sure. That's, but I think like it does sort of like. I mean, I I think for him as a writer, like. And for me as a writer, it like it maybe just it makes the world seem bigger and richer and it, it like it makes things that happen make more sense, at least in your own head. And I think if there's sort of like that kind of internal logic, like if it doesn't come through like explicitly or whatever, like it, it comes through in some way. I hope so. No, no. Hey, I, I does, too, because um, when I went on the on the, your website and I saw the some of the Shadow Hills um, that you had put up posted um and then i have the um only skin i it w- it seemed like you know cousins you know like the very very similar same vein same type of you know feel same type of emotional feel to it so it definitely did seem like it could fit easily together yeah yeah um well that's good <laughs> um, no <laughs> that's great so I wanted to talk a little bit about the only skin because, you know, we were just talking about how the, the art style kind of has this, like, it conveys a lot of emotion. Like, in the only skin, there's only black and white, really. And it conveys a lot of emotion, but also kind of it doesn't. It kind of, like, it's empty, and you can kind of feel that sometimes. Like, you can feel the emptiness of it. And I was wondering what was your thought process of why you didn't – you just wanted to use just black and white and not – color for it i think that only skin was like the first long form comic i did you know i'd done some shorter pieces but it was the first time i really like i mean i guess i had started longer stories before but only skin was the first one i ever actually like finished um, um and i don't know like at first i think i i thought of it as maybe being color i always had a lot of uh, fun coloring the covers for the mini comics i would make I, I like really enjoyed making the mini comics and part of that was like getting the opportunity to, to color them I mean, to be honest, like part of it was just like, I, I really wanted to like print physical mini comics. Um, I was at, I was at the Center for Cartoon Studies and, you know, the, there was a big em- emphasis on creating like actual physical comic books. And like I, a lot of my friends there were like, we got really into like producing like nice mini comics. Oh, and, you know, cool. that was just sort of like one of my ways into the comics, um, world was just like, you know, going to, going to shows like SBX or Mocha, um, and, and like having these, these nicely made mini comics, ideally. Um, and, you know, at that point I was a student and uh, I just, there was no way I would have been able to print them in color. So like really when I started, I was, I was honestly thinking of it as like, you know, I'm going to do this mini comic series and hopefully people like it. And like, there's absolutely no way I can print it in color. So I'll just do it in black and white. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think that actually, I think in some ways it, it probably uh, helped me as an artist, but in some, I mean, in some ways it probably, it's it, it, like doing it in black and white definitely like made me ch- 
adapt my drawing style to black and white because you know if you do stuff in color you can do a lot of stuff that you don't have to draw like you can just do shadows um very differently in color than it than if you're doing it in stark black and white you know mm. um shadows can be sort of like this gray area as opposed to like if you're doing black and white you're like no this has to be yeah. black you know? so i mean i think it kind of wound up being a good exercise for me and i definitely like carried it it's definitely like helped me um yeah, but like I think I like now when I was I started Shadow Hills, I, I was doing it in black and white and it felt like something was missing and I I do think I wanna try and color it if I have the opportunity to collect it. Um Yeah. I've been sort of slowly coloring it. Um I, I, the other part is I'm really slow at coloring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get just, what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it just sort of like adds to the it adds to the burden and just making yeah. it slower. Yeah. Uh I know what you mean. I mean a lot of that stuff starts with that. I mean, I know um, when I um, was researching how, like, for example, like songs, like if you look at how certain songs are, are created, and then sometimes you think, oh, you know, they must have had this big, giant, you know, a big plan behind choosing this, or like, you're like, oh, they had this, you know, they were really trying to make this important feeling and you know they they made this the sound just for that feeling whereas like oh it's just the guy just had oh was i i was really i was uh the only program i had was this and and that was just the sound that i that i could make you know like so sometimes i mean sometimes it, it's like that but sometimes it it kind of starts like that like it seems like yours like starts like that but then it kind of lends itself to actually being you know helpful more towards the 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 actual um storyline of the comic yeah well i mean like you know like necessity is the mother of invention and also like um i think uh, you know one thing that i they definitely mentioned it at uh, the center for cartoon studies and like i think i've read like you know movie directors saying it that you know if you give yourself like sort of like um limitations like formal limitations it, it, it can make things easier. Like, you know, one thing for comics is like, I sort of stick to a, a, a grid that I'll, I'll deviate from it. But like, I basically have like a, a basic grid that I work off of. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, and when you're like young and starting a comic and like, all right, I want to do this 300 page graphic novel. Um, having like some of those limitations, like, okay, it's going to be black and white and I'm going to use this grid. Um, that sort of like helped me at least like, like make it less seem less daunting and be like, okay, like these are, these are my rules that I work within that'll, it sort of helps you go. And like, you know, it's a sort of like limit limitations that like, you know, it, it makes it seem less daunting, but it also can like be like, okay, if, if you know, it's like a puzzle, it's like, if these are my limitations, like how do I do this? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I uh, definitely think that it pushes you to try and think, you know, other ways. Um, so when you draw, you were just saying about limitations. When you draw, um, the the um, overall story and the mood of the of the that story, did you um, put like uh, the limitations on the story and like where where the plot is going? Like, did you plot out like uh, a certain points and certain like highlights and you know? there's a there's a climax here or there's a you know certain things here or did you did it kind of like just um focus on the technical stuff like oh i need to use black and white i need to be only this amount of frames only this amount of pages and then i can figure out the story as we go um no well like i i i had a i had written um i like i like writing out um i don't I like writing out a lot of stuff for the, I, I wrote a lot of like character backgrounds. Like mm -hmm. I wrote a lot of like backstory. I actually like, like thumbnailed, um, and like did little layouts with like script. Um, I, I did like a hundred pages of the comic just doing that. Um, and then I sort of used that as my, as my guide. Um, but I wound up uh, changing a lot of stuff as I went. Um, but I, I think like the basic skeleton of the story, uh, was definitely, um, it was definitely there early on. I mean, it's like the, you know, sort of like the first thing I, I had was this, like the setting and the relationship between, um, the brother and sister, um, uh, Cassie and Clay and, and like the, their dad, the ghost, like mm -hmm. I had that relationship 
in my head. And um, the story just sort of grew out of there, I guess. Uh, you know, I, there are two, like, I've talked to my friends, and there are sort of, like, two schools of thought, I guess, that we talk about at least. Like, there's one that you, like, you thumbnail and write out the whole story, and, like, you have, like, your 200-page graphic novel thumbnailed and laid out, and it's, like, that's what you stick to. You stick to that really closely. Um, and I think, you know, if I were writing for another artist, I, I guess I would want to do that. But for my own work, like I just, that having like the story done and knowing what it was and then like ha having like this daunting task of drawing 200 or 300 pages, it would just feel like sort of dead on arrival to me, you know, like, okay. it was, like everything was already figured out. Um, so you know, it's important to, like, know a lot of, like, stuff about your world, like, do a lot of background writing and, like, character writing, like, and know your characters and all that and know the setting. But I, I do think, like, sort of you have to, I mean, for me, it was, like, I was sort of, like, started the book by, like, asking a question. And I think you have to, like, sort of, or at least in my head, it makes, the way, the thing that makes it fun and worthwhile and, mm. and like, an exploration for me is to, like, have this question and basically see where it goes and, and to, you know, have an idea where the story goes, but to allow it to change if, if it feels like, you know, the characters, like, you know, you get to know the characters you're drawing it for like a year or something or two years. And you're like, oh, this character would never do that. And so something, you know, things change and mm -hmm. um, it sort of becomes more like, I don't know, more like in trying to answer a question or, or solve a problem. Otherwise, I feel like it just get like really boring. Yeah, I can see that. And then I can also see that adding to if you have 300 pages and then you have to make the story also, then I can see that being just adding, you know, more, more dirt to the mountain, adding more stuff to the, <laughs> you know, so I can definitely yeah. see that. Um, but I definitely like the, the, um, the, the, one of my favorite characters is the ghost, the thought, the, the ghost, and then the, how you kind of interplay with the ghost. And then there's other ghosts as well in the story. And I find that I, I really like that um, the ghost character. Um, so, thanks. what? I said thanks. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, the ghost character, like, um, it's kind of like not your. I like it because it's not your normal ghost. It's kind of like you know, in the beginning, it's like it's kind of like sarcastic, kind of like dark, a little bit dark, kind of like a little annoying. You're like. Oh, like the care you you trying to fe you feel as the the character like if you're if you're like trying to think as clay then you're like oh this why what's wrong with this ghost why does he keep bugging me all the time <laughs> you know so um I was wondering um like uh what what your um thoughts are like how did you come up with that type of ghost because most um especially the way you draw it it's very um. It's 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 like not a scary ghost, you know. It's not like this like gro like grotesque or like this like ghoulish type um, ghost. So I was wondering um, where your thought process was on like how you imagined that ghost. Honestly, uh, I don't know that you know that was one of the things that changed when I started drawing it. It was it was very different when it was just a script and thumbnails. But like as soon as I started drawing like the first scene with it, like I don't know, it just like it made sense for it to be more like sort of an antagonistic sort of teasing relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's like, you know, that's sort of the way my own family is. We like, <laughs> we're sort of like, you know, like sort of like lovingly antagonistic towards each other. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's probably, you know, that's like, <laughs> like my own family basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's probably mostly where it came from. But yeah, I mean, like that's the sort of thing that like, it didn't click until I started actually like, drawing the pages that, that that was what his character like was like, you know, um, or that that was how he talked and interacted. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, I like that, um, you know, the, the, the way it's drawn and I like that it, 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 it goes really well with, with, with the style. It doesn't feel like it's out of place or it doesn't feel like it's like, um, really like the, that it's just floating and it's just kind of like, so it's like that, that classic, like, oh, I'm just going to wear a sheet over my head, and that's the, the, the ghost. So I thought that was I thought that was just, like, it's simple, but, like, it, you know, it's a it, kind of like a classic simple. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, yeah, like, definitely, like, the, the Peanuts um, ghost from, the, was it the Great Pumpkin story or something? Mm -hmm. uh, like that, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, 
but I actually, I actually, yeah, like I, I had a series of drawings I did like a long time before I ever started doing only skin where I just, I was, I just kept drawing that sort of kind of ghost over and over again. It just stuck in your head. Cause he, okay. yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. And then, um, for like, a some of the other characters I, I thought kind of carry over with that same, um, sarcastic ideas, but, um, like uh, one of the, some of the characters I thought were really funny because I was like I guess because in in the town it's so small um, some of them like you you would never expect them to be friends if they were in like a bigger town you know if they had more like a like I thought the Paul I thought like Paul and Albert like the Alberts is like old kind of like conspiracy theory kind of nut like I always I always I, I when I was reading it I was like oh this guy seems like Alex Jones I don't know if you know Alex Jones like the guy who made like this 9-11 documentaries and like you know kind of this like you know guy who's like always anti-government and you know yeah, I think I actually just heard about him um like a few days ago because he was I think he was saying that like Obama assassinated um Ju- the Supreme Court Justice Scalia. Yeah, yeah, he does all this crazy conspiratorial stuff. So like, I I always like when I when I read about when I was reading a- Albert's character, and I was just like, that sounds so much like that guy. But um, but like Paul is Paul is like so nice and optimistic, and like really wants to you know, it seems like it, it seems like they wouldn't be you know friends if it wasn't like for this like town that were it's not many people you know <laughs> yeah for sure i mean i i sort of like you know i i feel like i have i have some friendships like that with like some sort of cranky um sarcastic <laughs> people who are borderline wing nuts um okay. so i think that was definitely sort of an an influence and i mean I, I was writing this when i was like living in this very small town in in vermont white river junction okay um, and it was like it was that sort of town. I mean, um, it was like a, a one street town. Um, that was like, you know, less than half a mile long. Um, and there were just like, there was just like a very strange mix. Cause there was like the, the comic school, there was, there was like an art studio where there were like painters and, and people who made like pottery and stuff. But then there was like a, a, a veterans hospital, like a VA hospital. And like, there were some people who had just lived in that town their whole life. Um, so there was like a lot of, very different people from different walks of life, like in this very sort of small space. So I think that definitely probably um, colored that the way I wrote that or, or thought about that sort of world, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I can see that because some of the things like Chris, the, the, the guy who's in the, the, the shop and his interactions with the other, with the two ladies, um, you know, stuff like that wouldn't wouldn't happen if it was just like oh i'm just gonna go to the next next town over i'm just gonna go to the next you know thought so it it leads to some you know the the interesting dialogue and interesting character interactions when you have when you force to when you force people that aren't like or characters that are you know you wouldn't expect to be to be there you put them together i think that made for some interesting um action and in, not all action but interesting you know plot points there yeah yeah no i, I like I, I like sort of having like a a small cast of like very different types of characters like almost like a chamber drama or something um okay i mean i you know for one thing it's like you know you don't have a lot of time even in a even in a graphic novel to get to know all that many different people so um but yeah it was definitely like definitely like i mean i I was when I was in Vermont. I was also like working at a convenience store, so a lot of that, like the the gas station, working in the gas station was very similar to my working in a convenience store. Um, like I, I actually, I, I mean, like when I was when I said earlier that I, I like wrote out the first hundred pages and do drew little thumbnails. I would usually do that like while I was working like a night shift at that convenience store. <laughs> so it was like definitely like you know it sort of like fed into that exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I can see that. You know, that's probably good. Uh, good time to do it. I mean, like, you 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 can't go anywhere. You can't. You're not at home to distract yourself. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Working at a convenience store, um, like sort of in the middle of nowhere, is you know, it's it can be a little creepy. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, well, yeah, not not like totally. Yeah, not totally creepy. I don't know. It was just sort of like weirdly isolating. So it was it was actually a really good place to uh, to write. Um, sometimes I think I should I should do that again. <laughs> just get some weird sort of job and. No, I, that that's good. I mean, it's like it's like the clot the 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 popular idea where that you have like the the writer who locks himself away in like some small little house in or like a, he goes to like some hotel and just like locks himself in the room for a week or something and just yeah no no, no nothing else you know <laughs> no i mean I, I i definitely like to um i don't know what it is but i like to be i have a hard time writing in, in my house or my apartment or whatever um i like to be sort of out at, at a coffee shop so like being that a convenience store and like you know i'd be writing and then like some dude would come in and like want to buy beer and lotto tickets and i'd have you know i'd like you know put a newspaper over the stuff i was drawing um but like i just sort of i don't it, there's something about writing in public that it's like easier for me to focus on it somehow it's like the right level of distraction in the background is good um and you know if i'm if i'm at home alone i just like i'll sort of like doubt myself or just let myself stop um, yeah yeah no i i can totally see that um yeah like and for, and i can see that for like um distractions as well like at home you know especially nowadays like oh i'll just get on the computer two hours later and then you know oh crap i forgot i was gonna finish that you know <laughs> I, yeah. can, I can i can definitely see that you know yeah i know some people like uh, I, I tried using like this app that will like block like, certain websites. You can like block like Facebook and Twitter and it for like, you know, say like block these websites from my computer for like five hours. Um, nice. I've, I've tried this before. Um, but I just, I don't know. I feel like it helps me focus in this weird way to like go to a coffee shop. I mean, sometimes I can write at home, but like usually like if I have the opportunity, I'll like go out to a coffee shop or if it's nice, like go to the park or something and just, um, just to be sort of like out in the world. Yeah, definitely. And it also I can I can see it helping like getting, you know, feels like, you know, you're on a mission, so to speak, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's like people I, I knew um I have a friend who um who was a a, a teacher and she did a at-home teaching. And that can be weird because it's like your office is your house. So it's yeah. like you're not really going to work. So like that, like preparation of preparing yourself to go to work is like, oh, he's like, I don't know, maybe she's more comfortable with it, but like, it would be, um, it would be weird for me because it would be like, oh, um, I'm just gonna get in my pajamas and then you know, expect to be really good at teaching someone something. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, it's funny you said that because I'm actually, um working remotely for my job right now my like my day job is i do like a book design job mm-hmm. and i'm i'm actually working re- um from home for a little while and uh it's tough uh i mean it's weird because you're like oh you know i got do I, I got i don't have to put pants on or like <laughs> i can wear some pants uh um but you know like getting to like focus and get get your game face on is uh you know, because I have to call into meetings and like even lead meetings and stuff over the like a like a Skype or a WebEx like this, and um, you know, it's it's hard. Uh, so yeah, um, and that's another reason why like right now, like any opportunity I have to like go draw or work on my comic stuff outside of the house is really welcome. Um, yeah. But as I was saying, I do have the nice drawing table set up, so that's good. Yeah. No, it it it, it looks good, and you know. Always getting getting a good environment because yeah, there's always a crapshooter. Like if you're on a mission, but you're also on a mission to find the best place to sit right. and the best place yeah. to get everything done. You know, so that's that's I can see that being you know another thing. Yeah, it's all about finding your spots that you know you're gonna get like a good booth seat or something. Yeah, get, definitely get squared away with your um stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that that you finished the only skin and it was and it was a contained contained story. Um, so one of the things that I that I uh, <coughs> wanted to talk about was how I thought it was um, it's kind of um, th- this horror has horror elements. I mean, like I said before, the ghost is not very traditionally scary, so it's not like you know this like really classic horror but it's a it's got very spooky horror elements in the sh- in the movie i mean in the movie excuse me <laughs> in the in the book and then um but uh 
I'll do a movie if anybody wants to do buy buy the movie rights. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> um, I was gonna say that it um in the story it deals with a lot of like um traumas, like you know you have they have to come back from you know something bad that happened, and they have a ghost that's coming in, and then you have these problem in the woods, and they have like this like all these like um these difficulties that they have to do with deal with like um the, the, some things happening to the ha- town and how do you recover from certain you know emotional wounds from you know the, their past and i was yeah. wondering um uh if you thought like um because i was thinking that um do you think that ho- like the horror or like a mystery genre would be seems to be like a better avenue towards exploring more of those type of emotional themes. Did you think that was that that was kind of like coming across? No, that's a good question. Um I think, you know, like one of my just a lot of stuff I like sort of does that I guess like one of my favorite movies is The Shining. Um you know, and that's sort of like about an al- alcoholic abusive dad uh and like yeah. you know, the whole story winds up sort of being like this metaphor for like their broken family basically. And also, like, you know, like, another show, like, I, like, idolized growing up, and I, I feel like I sort of, like, get a lot of my writing uh, or, like, storytelling stuff from is, is like, The X-Files. Um, and I feel nice. like that, that show actually sort of does that, too. Like, you know, it's, yeah. a lot of it's about, like, Mulder and his family and his, his search for his sister and, like, his yeah. like his dad and, like, what's going on there. Um, and, like, even, like, Scully's family. So, like, I, I think... It just, you know, I, I have, like, and Only Skin definitely um sort of was my way of, like, sort of telling my own family story. Um, and, it, you know, when I was first doing comics, I was like, oh, maybe I'll do, like, this really, like, autobio version of this story. But um, it felt it felt too close. Uh, so it felt too close to, like, you know, all the events felt too close to me. And I, I just, I felt I felt nervous about doing it. And I, and I also just was like, you know, I want to do this story, but I want to make it fun and I want to make it. Um, and I think, you know, again, there are like sort of two schools of thought, like one people, one group, you know, if you do a memoir comic, that's like very specifically about your life. Like a lot of people obviously can identify with that. Um, but it's like, you know, they're sort of like looking at your life, but if you do like a, I mean, at least my, my point of view is, um, if you do like a, a fiction comic, that's like more universal, it's like people, I, I think in some ways, like people can apply that because, you know, when you're reading comics and or like reading a novel, like you like you sort of unconsciously like put yourself in the narrator's shoes a lot. Yeah. Or like the you know, the protagonist's shoes. You're like, oh, I'm, you know, like it's it's not something that you consciously do. You're just like, oh, yeah, like I'm reading for this person. Um, <laughs> like I'm which in your head, you're like, I'm kind of this person in the book, you know, Um so I think like if you if you can like draw people in with like a fiction story, like I feel like it's you know it can be a good way to like sort of talk about ideas or, or like you know fa- like like family stuff. Um, yeah, because like in the book, like basically, um, the, a, a lot of the main characters are, are dealing sort of sort of reckoning with like stuff that happened with their parents. Yeah, um, and that's actually like um, one reason like the book is called Only Skin. I kind of liked it because it sounds like sort of like a horror title, but um, it's also sort of like um, the idea of like what what do you inherit from your parents? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, do you, is it only skin or is it like something more? Like that's a great that's a great. Um, I didn't even think about that the way uh, the title can um, what you inherit in, in the parents is definitely a good way of thinking about that. I liked the way it was it was put there because. You know, they both have to. The two children both have to deal with that ghost. I mean, more so on with the with the with the boy Clay than yeah. the, the girl later on. But um, but I do enjoy that. I do think that it's like um, it's a kind of like living through your trauma and then like kind of like working through it. And then I thought it was a really creative way of of doing that. Once you read through it and then you you piece together certain things. And, you know, and then kind of I like how it kind of went through a little bit of, um, you know, dreamlike state sometimes. Like one of the favorite things that I 
one of the, my favorite lines was the like all the all the dreams seem to come true lately. All my dreams seem to come true lately. The guy's just standing there. He's just like, oh, I'm just sitting there daydreaming, and then it's just like, what? Okay, that just came true. All right. So it's like you don't sometimes you don't know, uh, especially if you're going through a very difficult period, you know, or or if you have had such a difficult emotional um, event, you don't know. Is am I dreaming? Is this real? Or am I like trying to process it in a certain way? Yeah, it's, if something feels traumatic, I, I think it's funny. Like you know, I was in New York when nine uh, eleven happened. Yeah. And like you know, that was a tragedy. It was very real. But like when my friends and I were talking about it, like trying to like explain it to like our families or like people outside the city, we were like, yeah, it's you know, it's 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 like being in a movie. <laughs> like it's so weird. It's, <laughs> but like you know, it's like. So when when stuff that happens that feels like uh, like oh this is really important like I think people are like oh this is like it's like I'm in a dream or it's like I'm in a movie because it's mm-hmm. you know it's sort of I guess it's a way to like try and distance yourself from like you know something being painful or or like feeling like overwhelming. Mm, definitely, I I agree. It, it's 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 you know we all have our ways to try and process um, certain things, and I think that um, like mystery and horror and stuff like that kind of is very closely connected to how we um perceive you know certain events in our lives like you know the whole idea of ghosts is like okay well that could be my that could be my my father who who mysteriously passed away or you know it could be that situation so um you know, just like uh, they always have X Files, they always have I want to believe. You know, I need to believe. You know, like yeah, you want to believe in the aliens, you really do. But then you know, Scully's always like, no, but it's not there. There's no evidence. Where are you looking? Like, <laughs> so uh, I think that's a great avenue for you know, like horror, like making it more of um, relatable rather than just like, oh, I'm just gonna you know show you lots of blood and and you know <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah no yeah I, mean, I definitely like um like horror stories that um <clears throat> they sort of you know try i think that try to like work on like at least you know like more than just the surface level you know i mean there's some great horror movies that work on sort of just the surface level but even like you know like um like uh, texas chainsaw massacre i remember like i loved that movie growing up as a kid and it scared the crap out of me but like i read some essay about how the i think toby hooper direct i know he directed i think he also wrote it um it was sort of like his it was like you know very much his thesis about like how in the 70s in america like the old rich people were like feeding on the the youth and like it was like sort of meant to be like a metaphor for that and like, then, really? like, yeah, I was just like, oh, then that, that makes total sense, you know? And, um, you know, and it works, the movie is great and it works if you don't know that, but it's like, if you do know that, you're like, oh yeah, 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 I can, t- that. And, and I think, you know, I think part of the reason that that movie does work is that like, it, you know, even if you don't know, like his specific intention was like, oh, he wants to say like old, the old rich people in the country are feeding on the young people like that's in the movie like you definitely like experience that as a viewer without you know even if you can't like articulate it like while you're seeing it but like when you hear if you hear that later for me you hear that later or i heard it later and i'm just like oh yeah of course like obviously that's like this old rich family who own like a a ranch or cattle ranch or whatever they are um and they 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 eat the kids (laughs) yeah no it's um I, I I haven't I've only seen parts of it because oh no that is I, yeah I know I know what you mean but <laughs> it's no it's 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 not it's fine like um I couldn't sit through the rest the rest of it because it was just scare the crap out of me and I just I got I had I couldn't watch it <laughs> but the first time it's like like it's like it's shot like it's a documentary almost like which it may, makes it so scary it's like yeah. you're like what am i watching this looks like a home movie yeah and yeah yeah it's like, like the, a, the um, chainsaw just runs out of the dark yeah it's like blair witch project like yeah. when blair witch project came out it was like it was like what are you are you using just like a sony video camera with like a cassette tape like how are you filming this yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i i and i i love i mean blair witch project is um i love that movie that's that's definitely um an influence on on only skin for sure uh i love that yeah i love that movie 
the whole scene with the tents um, is like probably like I probably just like, stole. I remember that. that 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 was like the one of the quintessential parts about it where you're like, where are they? Wait, wait, where, 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 where? You know, so you it gives you that kind of like you know in the moment type of um, view, and um, I, I definitely something that I like more like psychological type feeling about that. Whereas like um, another film like a. Uh, say, like, Signs, like um, the M. Night Shyamalan movie, um, which, you know, he gets a lot of bad press and a lot of crap for, like, <laughs> you know, some, like, you know, bad writing or whatnot. Yeah. But, um, some some but, of the early movies are great. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, but, like, the fact that you don't see the monster, really, in the whole yeah. thing is actually a great, it's like, it's a great device, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a great suspense director, and, um, yeah, I forget. I think what movie is, I mean, like, I think there was some movie that they were like, they were, it was like a sequel. It might've been aliens or something like they, they went back and they were like, you don't like, they looked at alien, the movie and they're like, you don't see the alien. And I think alien, the, the original by Ridley Scott is like one of the best movies of all time. Um, uh, for a lot of reasons, but, um, you look at like that story and it's got such great pacing, but you also like, you don't see the alien like until like at least halfway through the movie, like, and like, even then it's like, you see it for like two seconds and it's like, it's like this, like this, like flash and it's gone. And you're like, what the hell was that? It's just, and it's terrifying. Um, yeah. That, I, so I think, yeah, there's something to be said for like sort of, and Blair, Witch particularly like you never see anything, you never see the, the, the witch or any, anything. Um, and that's like, that's what makes it, because your imagination is so much scarier than like some some costume. Like there yeah, are plenty definitely. of movies where, like you know oh the the fun is in the costume of the monster or something, but like the scarier thing is like the unknown. Like you know like definitely. what is what is chasing me? What what's going on? Um, definitely, and I think that comes through that unknown kind of scariness comes through in only skin like where because kind of some of the landscapes are bleak or some landscapes are like. Uh, I don't know what's go- like. Who's here? There's no one here. This is, and then you know you don't know. There's there's this other group of ghosts in the the story, and you don't know like what are they? Who are they? You know you don't see them that that much. And um, yeah, and I I um I think that's a it's a it's put to good effect there um because it definitely makes everything feel um. It feels it feels um, you feel a little bit more nervous because you're like oh I don't know what's gonna happen to this person like you know especially towards the end of the book where you're like oh you know what just happened now and then what are these what are these what are these ghosts gonna do uh, these are all very unpredictable like you know <laughs> I like that part I was like I was like I didn't know where they were gonna go I was like I was like the 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 one kid was very temperamental and I was just like uh oh this kid's really <laughs> doesn't like he doesn't he doesn't doesn't like uh, clay so i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah well i mean and like and uh, yeah like those kids i mean like sort of like my my idea for those kids is they were sort of also like they were also sort of responding to what their own parents had done like mm-hmm. they thought they thought like their parents were like these hypocrites yeah it's it sort of in, in my mind it was like them choosing um a different way of like dealing with their inheritance like sort of lashing back at it a little yeah. bit yeah. and like lashing out at, at their past as opposed to like trying to accept it or like make peace with it or something. And I think it went good. Uh, it, it, it came off good in the end. I really enjoyed the, like the ending and I thought it was, um, um, interesting. I thought the, 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 the way it went and I wasn't expecting for those kids what happened with them. So, um, no, yeah, uh, and um, for, as far as the the Shadow Hills, you're up to so you're doing that as the mini as the mini books or or yeah. the full. Are you gonna do it as like a full compendium like later on? You think? I, I think I am gonna. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try and collect it. Like I'm talking, I'll probably talk to Secret Acres again, and um, you know, if not, if you know, if not them, hopefully somebody else. But uh, yeah, like the, I mean, sort of. It's funny uh, because I actually the art that I draw for Shadow Hills is the same size as as the art I drew for Only Skin, um, but just sort of like um, as a like practical matter, I printed the mini comics much smaller, um, 
And I think that's actually like sort of affected the way people look at the book, which I sort of, I'm sort of thinking about like um, when I do the next few issues to do them slightly larger again. Um, I, it's, it's funny because, you know, I guess like as I was saying with Only Skin, like I always sort of think about like the mini comic production as like its own thing. And it's something I really like to do. Um, but it's something that like when you get up to issue like seven in a series, you're like, you're not just making like 50 or 100 copies of one issue. You're like, oh, I have to make like 50 copies of seven issues. That's a lot of, you know, it's yeah. like, that's a lot of cutting and stapling. Um, but yeah, no, I, um, I'm having a lot of fun with Shadow Hills. Uh, and it's, it's going to pr- probably be like, uh, nine issues and I'm, I'm halfway through the eighth issue now. So it's getting close to being, being done. Um, so you're thinking nine is, 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 it's going to come to a close. Yeah. I mean, this one, like I, I had more of a, um, as opposed to only skin where I sort of was sort of, I think it was more figuring it out as I went along in some ways, but this one, I think I had more of an outline to begin with. I mean, I definitely made some changes to it as it's gone, but it's, um, I think maybe just cause it's like my, my second long project I've, it's been easier to sort of like account for some things and like plan some things. Um, so I guess I feel like, yeah, I'm hopefully getting better at that sort of at plotting and, and, mm-hmm. and long project like that. Awesome. I definitely would uh, check out and then look out for a volume sort of um, idea to get it all together. So one thing that when I, when I did only skin as a mini series mm-hmm. um, and then, and then went to collect it. I went back and like edited it a lot um, and sort of like added some pages in the beginning to help things flow together and redrew some, some drawings that I just like hated. And I, I think I'll definitely do that process with shadow Hills, like add in some, some pages that like, you know, when you're doing a series and you get to issue three, you're like, Oh, at the end of issue one, I should have totally had that, you know, mm, um, some probably... material, some extra material. Yeah. Is... And just like, make sure things sort of flow together. So I, cause I, I, I sort of feel like, yeah, like I don't know thumbnailing is like the first draft and then like drawing the pages is maybe the second draft. And then for me, like um, when the, when the issues are done, the step from like collecting the issues to making a graphic novel, there's like another draft stage in there where you're just like, okay, now I can edit. Or maybe it's like you're, you're shooting a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're like, okay, now I can do my final edit and like add some special effects and like, yeah. um, like clean things up, you know, like, oh, and like, oh, I need to reshoot that one scene because the faces are all messed up. Um, so like, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually looking, you know, I, I, I spent probably like almost like, like four or six months doing that on Only Skin and I actually redrew like the, the characters for like the first hundred pages of the book, I think. Wow. That's a lot of effort. Yeah, if you see the original mini comics ever, the, the it took me a while. Like it took me a while to learn how to draw those characters. So I, I don't think I'll probably have to do that much redrawing for Shadow Hills, but I think I'll probably do. I'll definitely do some like rewrites and maybe like a few like interstitial scenes that like tie things together a little better. Yeah. Maybe give the reader a little more information as they're going along. So things hopefully are clear <laughs> yeah no definitely and then it, you can always look back on it and be like okay you know i think after more consideration you you once you take a step back because i'm sure you're like you're so you're so like you know neck deep in everything in, in the whole story that you know it's hard to, to get a perspective on where the you know you could have added something to help the reader yeah yeah that's exactly right. Uh, the perspective, I think, is is the thing because you finish it and you can like step away from it for a little while and then be like, oh, and try to look at it with somewhat fresh eyes, you know? Yeah, definitely. You definitely want to feel somewhat fresh eyes. Um, and then um, I guess one of the last things I was gonna ask was um, um, kind of uh, rolling off of the fact that you said that issue nine was going to be wrapping up the, the shadow Hills. Um, and, um, did you, uh, are you working on or not working on, but are you, um, envisioning another part of the slow apocalypse type, uh, universe as we talked about, like, I guess you can call it a universe, but. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, well, I sort of like when, when I, yeah, I sort of had, um, I sort of envisioned it as a little bit of a, 
a trilogy, so I do have another um, book in mind. Um, okay. I, that may not – I have – I'm also, like, talking to uh, some a friend who's, like, sort of written a project that, that we're sort of slowly developing as a – as I, as I finish Shadow Hills, um, which is, it's a really exciting, uh, he's a really great writer. So I, I'm, there's a chance I might do that. Um, if, if that can work out, but like, yeah, that, that universe or whatever that I created, I, I think is, I would, I sort of view that as like my home, like where I would go back to like tell stories, uh, or like comfortable campfire area where you can just be like, I know, I know how things work here. I know, you yeah. know, what things are supposed to be like, you know, I don't have yeah. to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it is comfortable, like, I'm sort of like, oh, maybe I should sort of jump out of that and, like, I'm trying to do this thing with my friend who's writing something. And I also have, like, a sort of nonfiction, like, essay comic that I want to do. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't be, like, 200 pages. It'd probably be, like, maybe, like, 100 pages. Um, but it's um, sort of, like, investigative journalism idea. So I might try that just, to, like, I don't know, try some different stuff now that I've done, like, two – not once I finish like a second book and I, I'm like, okay, I have like two books done. Like maybe try, like don't just do the same thing over and over and over again. It, no, that sounds like it, would, it could be fun. It could be interesting. It could be like a, like a DMZ or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, stretching your legs. And, and I think, you know, anything I, even if I like, Oh, I, I don't want to do that sort of comic. Like I think anything I, I do on it, like I'll learn and be able to take back to the next project I do. I think, like one of the reasons I, I like comics and um, I've done it for as long as I have is like it feels like really challenging and you can always learn something you can always get better and I think that's like really exciting like it doesn't it doesn't get boring to try and get better yeah and you can see it too and it's 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 I think with the visual medium it's even better because then you can see your progress because you know just like you said with the with the mini books that you used to make from Only Skin then you can see how different the characters were from the finished product. So you can see yeah. how your your progress you and then you can see with the edits of the story how oh you know this is better writing so you know unlike some other fields it feels like I think that its visual mediums are, are good because it's so easy to chart your progress and like pat yourself on the back and be like yeah I can do it you know <laughs> I mean it's crazy you know I I I honestly it's been like several years since I've been able to like look at only skin. I haven't read it in probably at least two years. Um, it's, it's just, it's hard to go back and look at that stuff. Honestly, like, you know, I'm hoping someday I can go back and look at it and like not hate it, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I've heard, <laughs> you're I've too heard close. Yeah. I got If you're too yeah. close, then you know, all, you, you know, all the ins and outs of like, you know, and then you probably be like, Oh, if I only drew that person's nose like that, uh, why does that nose seep like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, and the, like the only thing that makes me feel better about that is like, I think everyone I've ever talked to is just like, Oh, I can't look at, my old stuff. And I've heard that even like Chris Ware, like has a hard, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Chris Ware by any stretch, but like, I, I think it's just a thing where like, even he supposedly does not like looking at his earlier work because it's just, it's just like, you feel like it's like, Oh, I guess I, I guess I did do that, but it, yeah. it just, it feels so long ago. And you're like, Oh man, I'm, I'm so much better now. Like that's yeah. bullshit, you know? Um, so it's hard. It's hard to look at it, but it's, you know, it, 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 like you also said, like, you know, hopefully in like 20 years, I can look back and I have like seven or eight books or something. And like, I'm like, oh, yeah, look at the progression. Like, you know, it got like I learned this from this and it got better. I mean, that's sort of that's the goal, at least. <laughs> you know, that would be ideal. Definitely. The goal is keep keep progressing. Definitely. Um, but thank you. I wanted to thank you for taking the time out and explaining your universe of the slow apocalypse and all the other stuff. So thanks for thanks for wanting to hear about it. Yeah, no, I, I it's I, I fascinating book and other people should you know read it and check it out. You know, um, I think it's definitely worth worth the read and definitely you know you can immerse yourself in the kind of like horror mystery type uh, genre and it's a different twist on a on a horror horror 
genre and I think it's also like it's approachable it's not like most people who don't like horror because they're like oh I don't want to get scared or oh I don't want to get it's gross it doesn't look good you know it makes me sick or blah 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 you know all the typical reasons why people like you know I wouldn't go see you know like Eli Roth movie or something because it's like ew I don't want to see someone's head dripping with blood it's gross <laughs> like but it's not like this this is like it's it's you know it's a great um, story where you can invest yourself and it's kind of you know you can feel you the re- relate to the emotions and you can you know kind of get caught up in the mystery of it and you know I I think it would it, it's it was a well worth uh, people's effort so thank you very much well yeah thank you I really appreciate it all right And that's it. So I want to give a special thanks to Sean Ford, our guest, for taking the time to talk with us. I also want to give a gigantic, huge, amazing thank you to Adrian Kuzminski, whose amazing talents helped save that recording from being horrendous. (laughs) She did wonders with her work. Um, I also want to thank the very many musical talents that I drew from. Um, there was Mads in the first intro episode that I, that I didn't thank vocally. And then there's Broke for Free, Roll Music, and Patrick Lee. And then you can hear all the full songs and I have links and all the other information in, in the description. So you can definitely get that. Um, I want to give them credit and, you know, I want you to hear the full versions of them because they were pretty awesome. And I wanted to also say that guests of our show, they will receive fame, glory, and of course, lots of laughs and lots of notoriety from the first episode of the show. So that's great. And to send us off in style, the appropriately titled Quitting Time by Patrick Lee. So we'll play the whole song and end the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I will see you later. Yeah. <laughs>